Good morning, everybody. It's Tuesday, so uh, welcome to the live morning devotional. So I would like to jump into the Word, and we'll start in Psalm chapter 16. So uh, this thing, this psalm has has really been special to me throughout the age, throughout the ages, throughout the years. <laughs> and uh, I'm not that old. I'm only 40, 42. Okay, so. This psalm is special to me, and I really believe that, um, that it gives us some perspective and some idea of what our inheritance is and um, how wonderful it really is. All right, so I want to just start reading and stop mumbling. Okay, so Psalm 16 verse 1 says, Keep and protect me, O God, for in you I have found refuge. In you, I have found refuge. So that's the secret place under the shadow of the Almighty, Psalm 91. And in you do I put my trust and hide myself. Okay, hiding myself in the cleft of the rock. I say to the Lord, you are my Lord. I have no good beside or beyond you. So this is such a strong statement. You are my Lord. I have no good beside or beyond you. So we need to get this. Everything that we crave, everything that we want outside of Him is no good. Okay? So there's nothing good outside of Him. And if we understand that, that is the parameters of, of what has been given to us. That has been the, that's the parameters. That's the the fencing around uh, where we should be, all right? The f if your inheritance is a farm, there's certain lines at the edge of the farm. There's a, a fence, and you know that everything on the inside of the fence is your farm, it's your inheritance, it's your land, okay? So in the same way, there, there's, there's measurements. In the same way, there's... Uh, these parameters, <laughs> and on the inside of it is your inheritance. So don't look for your inheritance outside of what God has given. All right. So that's something that I want to place emphasis on today. He says, verse three: As for the godly who are in the land, they are the excellent, the noble, and the glorious, in whom is all my delight. Their sorrow shall be multiplied who choose another God. Their drink offerings of blood will I not offer, or their names upon my lips. All right, so which means I'm not going to worship or exalt my heart or do anything towards anyone else. All right? Um, so their drink offerings uh, I will not offer, take their names upon my lips. So I'm not going to go outside of the borders of what has been given to me. <clears throat> Verse 5, The Lord is my chosen and assigned portion, my cup. So I'm not going to drink any offering cup. Or the only cup I'm drinking of is the Lord. And the cup that the Lord gave us to drink is the cup of blessing. So Jesus said it in Matthew 20, 26, verse 28, this is the cup of the New Testament, the cup of blessing. Um, and he says, it's the New Testament in my blood. So in his name and his cup, we drink. We take his name on our lips, 
and we drink his cup. So he had a cup to drink that we don't drink of. And that is the cup of the wrath of the law. So and he even prayed in the garden. He said, God, let this cup pass from before me. But not my will, but your will be done. So he partook of the cup. He drank the cup of the wrath so that he could give us another cup, another portion, another inheritance. And our portion is the Lord. Our portion is the cup of blessing. Our portion is the blood of the Lamb. Uh, and that blood cleanses us and it sanctifies us. The blood of the Lamb uh, saves us from the penalty of the old covenant. The blood of the Lamb uh, is, is the blessing of the Lord upon us. By, by the blood of Christ we are uh, forgiven and by the blood of Christ we are healed. All right? So that is, that is the cup that we drink of. The Lord is my chosen and assigned portion. So I, uh, we don't need to look for an inheritance outside the borders of the portion that's been given to us. He says, He is my cup. You hold and maintain my lot. Okay? Outside of you, there's nothing good for me. Verse 6. The lines have fallen for me in pleasant places. Yes, I have a good heritage or a good inheritance. All right. So the lines have fallen for me. Okay, so... Uh, it's typically something that would be described in the Testament. You know, if the father has a lot of land, he would say, okay, this portion goes to this son, this portion goes to that son. So the lines have fallen in pleasant places for me. My portion is good. All right, so what is my portion? My portion is the Lord. What is my inheritance? My, her my inheritance is Him. My inheritance is, and my cup is Him, and it is in Him. In Him is everything that is good. Outside of Him, there's nothing good for me. All right? I will bless the Lord who has given me counsel. Yes, my heart instructs me in the night seasons. I have set the Lord continually before me because He is at my right hand. I shall not be moved. Therefore, my heart is glad and my glory and my inner self rejoices. My body too shall rest and confidently dwell in safety. For you, have not you will not abandon me to Sheol, the place of the dead. Neither will you suffer your Holy One to see corruption. Okay, so that is um, also quoted in Acts chapter 13. Um, you will not suffer your Holy One to see corruption. You will not allow your Holy One to see corruption or, you know, to... to see putrefaction or dissolution in the grave so and then he says so it didn't speak of david because david did see corruption but it spoke of the lord he did not see corruption he was he, he rose from the dead okay you will not abandon me to show to the place of the dead neither will you suffer your holy one to see corruption you will show me the path of life in your presence is fullness of joy at your right hand they are pleasures forevermore. So that's your portion. Your portion is in Him. Your portion is the path of life. Your portion is the presence of God and the fullness of joy. Your portion is at the right hand of, of God, the right hand of power, at the right hand of God, pleasures forever. 
eternal life, pleasures forevermore. What an inheritance. Okay. All right, so I just want to look at a couple of scriptures. And it's a phrase that's, that is repeated and repeated and repeated in scripture. And uh, I think it's, it's just um, really awesome to, to just see it and, and just connect the dots. It says, If you will listen diligently to the voice of the Lord your God, being watchful to do all His commandments, which I command you this day, the Lord your God will set you on high above the nations of the earth. And all these blessings shall come upon you. Okay, so we need to just get this. This is now a conditional thing in the law, but we need to know this, that God's heart for people, even in the time of the law, was blessing, not, not curses. And God's idea of a blessing is the same as your idea of a blessing, and God's idea of a curse is the same as your idea of the curse. Okay, so if we read Deuteronomy chapter 28, you see a lot of blessings dependent on the obedience. And then if you go on from verse 15, a lot of curses, which is uh, activated by disobedience. All right? So even in the law, there were certain parameters set. But I want you to just see that your parameters is not in obedience to the law to get blessings. That's not your heritage. That's not your inheritance. Your parameters is in the cup of blessing. Your blessing, your inheritance is in the cup of the blood of the Lamb, which means He fulfilled it. He drank the cup of the wrath of all the curses, and you just get the benefits. You just get all the blessings, more blessings that's even, than what is even described in here. So there is one who came to fulfill this. He is your inheritance, and in Him do you see all the blessings. Okay. All right, so I just wanted to say that now, um, Deuteronomy 18, there's a phrase that keeps on repeating. He says, the Levitical priests and all the tribe of Levi shall have no part or inheritance with Israel. They shall eat the offerings made by fire to the Lord and his rightful dues. They shall have no inheritance among their brethren. The Lord is their inheritance as he promised them. So the priests... Had, did not have an inheritance that was natural. The priest's inheritance was the Lord himself. All right? So obviously that is a, is a pattern or a picture that needed to be fulfilled. So uh, he has made us kings and he has made us priests through his blood. Again, the cup. All right? In Revelation chapter 5, verse 9 and 10, he's, he's redeemed us. He's bought us with his blood out of every nation and tribe and tongue. Okay? All right? So Ezekiel... 44. <clears throat> Verse 27 says, and On the day that he goes into the sanctuary, into the inner court to minister in the sanctuary, he shall offer his sin offering, says the Lord God. This, their ministry to me, shall be to them as an inheritance, for I am their inheritance. Also describing the priest entering in, um, and he says the inheritance is not outside natural stuff, but the inheritance is me. Uh, he says, for I am their inheritance, and you shall give them no possession in Israel, for I am their possession. All right. Numbers chapter 18. 
All right, this side. Numbers chapter 18. And the Lord said to Aaron, so Aaron was the high priest, and there was a priestly order. You shall have no inheritance in the land of the Israelites, neither shall you have any part among them. I am your portion and your inheritance among the Israelites. So it's so interesting how he would specifically speak to the priests and the priestly order, the Levitical priesthood and the high priestly order of Aaron, speak to the, the priests specifically and say to the priests, you have no inheritance there. So there was something special. They didn't, they didn't go for the natural stuff. They didn't go for, you know, houses and land and all those things. They had something better. They had something special. He says, the Lord is your inheritance. All right. Okay. So let me just, and I'm not against prosperity. You hear me right. Okay. So, I'm not going to read all those scriptures. So, let's go to 1 Timothy chapter 6. It says in verse 6, And it is indeed a source of immense profit for godliness accompanied with contentment. Godliness accompanied with contentment. All right. Just so keep your finger there. We'll read it now, and we'll just jump to Hebrews, it's this side, chapter 13. Okay. Hebrews chapter 13, verse 5. And he says, Let your character and your moral disposition be free from love of money. Now, if there's one thing that the book of Hebrews talks about, it's the high priestly order of, the, of Melchizedek, okay, the order of Melchizedek. He says, is Jesus Christ that became a high priest forever after the order of Melchizedek. So he is our high priest. So the, if there's a change of priesthood, there's also a change of law. So there's no, it's no longer the priestly order of the Levites. It's no longer the high priestly order of Aaron or whoever the high priest was that year. Uh, but it is the the high priest forever after the order of Melchizedek, a high priest that lives forever, that will never die. Um, he did not have to be replaced by another one because of his indestructible eternal life, if you read Hebrews chapter 7. So this is one main point that Hebrews speaks of, is we have such a high priest. Okay, So we have a high priest, and we have been made kings and priests. Okay, So now he says, let your character... Your moral disposition be free from the love of money, including greed, avarice, lust, craving for earthly possessions, and be satisfied or content with your present circumstances and with what you have. For he, God himself, has said, I will not in any way fail you, nor give you up, nor leave you without support. I will not, I will not, I will not in any degree leave you helpless, nor forsake, nor let you down or relax my hold on you, assuredly not. So God commits to your prosperity. So you don't have to run around being greedy. 
So you, he says, you have to be content with what you have. So what do you have? What is your portion? What is your inheritance? Psalm 16, verse 5. The lions have fallen in, in gr- wonderful, beautiful places for me. Okay, five or six thereabouts. Okay, so uh, my inheritance is the Lord. I shall not have an inheritance among the natural people, but I have a supernatural inheritance. My inheritance is the Lord. So we know that the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof, and the world and they that dwell therein. So everything belongs to him. Haggai chapter 2 says, The silver is mine and the gold is mine, says the Lord. All right? And he will bring a shaking and the desire of the nations will come in. All right? So we know that God owns everything, that Jesus owns everything. So Hebrews chapter 1 says the following. So we're going back to 1 Timothy chapter 6. He says, Hebrews chapter, chapter 1 says the following. Verse 3, he is the sole expression of the glory of God, the light being, the outraying, the radiance of the divine, and he is the perfect imprint and the very image of God's nature, upholding and maintaining and guiding, propelling the universe by his mighty word of power. When he had, by offering himself, accomplished our cleansing of sins and riddance of guilt, he sat down at the right hand of the majesty on us. So uh, he is our inheritance, which means... Our, the cup of, of the, the blood is our inheritance, which means a cleansing of sins and a riddance of guilt. That's our inheritance. Sat down at the right hand of the divine majesty on high. So exactly like Psalm 16 says, at the right hand there are pleasures forevermore. Okay, that's our inheritance. That's the parameters. That's the borders of your inheritance. Taking a place... And ranked by which he himself became as much superior to angels and the glory, uh, the, as the glorious name which he has inherited is different from and more excellent than theirs. Okay. All right. I'm just looking for something. Yeah. Verse 2 says, in the last of, his days, he has, of these days, he has spoken to us in the person of a son, whom he appointed heir and lawful owner of all things. So all things is his. Psalm 24, uh, that we quoted, the earth is the Lord's, the fullness thereof. Okay, everything is his. The silver is his, the gold is his, Haggai chapter 2. Everything belongs to him. He says, he's the heir and lawful owner of all things, also by and through whom he created the worlds and the reaches of space and the ages of time, and he made and produced them, and operated and arranged them in order. The sole expression of the glory of God. All of that, everything that is his, is now ours. Romans chapter 8 says the following. The spirit that you have now received, verse 15, Okay, so your inheritance, the promised everlasting inheritance, is the Holy Spirit. Okay? So he says, For the spirit which you have now received is not a spirit of slavery to put you once more in bondage to fear. But you have received the spirit of the adoption, the spirit producing sonship in the bliss of which we cry, Abba, Father. The Spirit Himself thus testifies together with our own spirit, that assuring us that we are children of God. 
And if we are his children, then we are his heirs also, heirs of God and fellow heirs with Christ, sharing his inheritance with him. Only we must share his sufferings if we are to share his glory. How do you share his suffering? You partake of the cup. You partake of his broken body. Okay? You share, you die, and he lives. But he's the one that suffered for you. You share in his suffering. Okay? So now he says, let me just see uh, in the King James. He says, if children then heirs, heirs of God and joint heirs with Christ. Joint heirs, fellow heirs with Christ. Joint heirs, fellow heirs. Joint heirs, fellow heirs with Christ. He is the heir and lawful owner of all things. Galatians chapter 3 says he is the, the heir, the seed, according to the promise. All right? So because of us being in him, we are now counted as being the heir. One heir, one seed, Jesus Christ. And because we are in him, we are joint heirs with him. Because we are in him, we have access to everything that is in him. If you lose your natural life and your natural inheritance, you will gain the supernatural life and the supernatural inheritance. But if you save your natural life, you will lose your supernatural life. So if you only go for the natural stuff and see what you can gather on this earth and see what you can, you know, how you can step on people to get stuff that you want, right? You lose the supernatural inheritance. But if we really go for the supernatural inheritance, you gain everything because the natural also belongs to him. So it's not that God doesn't want you to have the natural. He says there's something so much greater. I am your inheritance. I am your reward. I am your portion. And if we see this, outside of you there's nothing good. So we find what we need inside of him. We find our portion inside of him. We find our inheritance inside of him. Which means everything that is his is ours. Everything that is ours is his. Well, it's not like I bring anything to the party. But <laughs> so so uh, whatever you need, you just receive. Whatever you need at any, at any uh, point in life, you just receive. All right? So it includes the prosperity, the financial stuff. But you need to give up your lust for the financial stuff alone to be fulfilled in it. Be content with what you have. Don't go for greed. Be content with what you have. What do you have? You have an inheritance. What is your inheritance? The son. What is your inheritance? Everything that he is and everything that he has. All right. So just back to 1 Timothy chapter 6. It is indeed a source of immense profit for godliness Accompanied with contentment. So be content to be godly. Okay, you can read Second Peter chapter one for homework. For homework, you can become a sharer of the divine nature, escape the corruption that is in the world through lust by the precious promises. Okay. Second Peter chapter one. So he says, And it is indeed a source of immense profit for godliness accompanied 
with contentment, that contentment, which is a sense of inward sufficiency, is great and abundant gain. Right, so now you have the source inside of you, so nothing can stop you. For we brought nothing into the world, and obviously we cannot take anything out of the world. But if we have food and clothing with, we, uh, with these, we shall be content and satisfied. Okay, so we have food and clothing, we're good. We're not craving after all kinds of stuff. We're not doing all the stuff that people are doing to try and get rich and to try and distinguish themselves from the world. What did, what did God say to, to Moses, or what did Moses say to God in, in um, Exodus chapter 33? He says, by what shall we be distinguished from all the other peoples on the face of the earth? Is it not that you will go with us? So if we have the presence of God, we have everything. So, you know, got food and clothing, I'm good. Because I have got the air inside of me. All I need is with me. Verse 9. But those who crave to be rich fall into temptation and a snare and into many foolish, useless, godless, and hurtful desires that plunge men into ruin and destruction and miserable perishing. Right? So it's a distraction to lust after the, the glittery things. Okay? He says, verse 10, For the love of money is a root of all evils. He did not say money is, is evil. He said, the love of money is a root of all evils. It is through this craving that some have been led astray and have wandered from the faith and pierced themselves through with many acute mental pangs. But as for you, O man of God, flee from all these things. Aim at and pursue righteousness. So it's a much more greater treasure. It's a much greater inheritance, righteousness that comes as a free gift. Right standing with God and true goodness. Godliness, which is the loving fear of the Lord and being Christ-like. Faith, love, steadfastness, patience, and gentleness of heart. This connects so well, well with Second Peter chapter 1. Okay, Fight the good fight of faith. Lay hold of the eternal life to which you were summoned and for which you confessed the good confession of faith before many witnesses. All right. So there's, there's a greater thing than just stuff. You know, uh, I didn't grow up without stuff. You know, my father always had a big income. So it's not like I never knew stuff. We drove nice cars and stuff. It's not, it's not foreign to me. And in the areas that I grew up in, in the schools I went to, there were many rich people, many with really nice cars. And they were really nice people as well. Don't just say rich people are bad, they're not. They're not. They were really good people with me in school. But let me tell you one thing. The money cannot satisfy you. The money itself, just in itself, will not help you. Money is an amplifier. Money amplifies what is already in the heart. So if people love the Lord, and if people have a good heart, and you see them in good neighborhoods, you see good people there. Don't say, don't speak against rich people saying all rich people are evil. They're not. You see someone in a nice car and you think, oh, brother, don't say that stuff. Because you don't know the heart of those people. These people with really good hearts. But let me tell you this. In itself, the money alone cannot satisfy you. It can't do anything. It can't bless you. All right? 
So uh, find your treasure in the Lord. And God himself said, I will never leave you. I will never forsake you. Okay? I will never leave you. I will never forsake you. So if your treasure is the Lord, if, if your inheritance and your portion is the Lord, the blessing of the Lord will be with you. You know, Abraham was extremely rich in silver and gold and livestock. Why? Because his inheritance was the Lord. He said, I am your exceedingly great reward. God said to Abraham. So Abraham was rich. Job, God's man, was the richest man in the East. Okay? So God has no problem giving riches to people. God has no problem with that. But what I'm saying is, let your contentment be in Him. If your contentment is in Him, the stuff will follow. If you receive the gift of grace, the gift will draw the, the, the blessing as well. All right? So God will put His blessing and His, His prosperous hand upon your life. Everything that you touch will prosper. I mean, this, the Bible is just full of it. I mean, but cease from going after the lust of the flesh. Cease from, from running after those things with greed. Okay, that's not your portion. That's not your portion. So I just want to read this in Psalm chapter 1. It says, Blessed is the man who walks and lives not in the counsel of the ungodly, following their advice and their plans and their purposes, nor stands submissive and inactive in the path where sinners walk. So Psalm 16 says he, he gives us the path of life. He shows us the path of life. Okay? Nor sits down to relax and rest where the scornful gather, but his delight and desire are in the law of the Lord. And on his law, he habitually meditates by day and by night. And he shall be like a tree firmly planted and tended by the streams of water, ready to bring forth its fruit in its season. Its leaf also shall not fade or wither, and everything that it does shall prosper and come to maturity. Get rid of this idea that God's people are holy and poor. It's not true. Everything you do shall prosper. Which means that if God is your treasure, you, you'll start doing stuff. And the stuff that you do will prosper. He will give you ideas for your business. He will give you ideas for whatever you're doing. You know, he will give you a, a vision for your ministry. He will give you plans. to, to And whatever you start doing will prosper because he is your inheritance. He's your treasure. He's your portion. All right? So it does overflow. The inheritance of Christ does overflow into financial prosperity because the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof and the world and they that dwell therein. He's the heir and lawful owner of all things and we are joint heirs, fellow heirs with Jesus Christ. The Lord is your portion. The Lord is your inheritance. All right, so I just want to read this, these verses in Psalm 16 again just to, just to let it linger in your heart and your mind. You just read Psalm 16 over and over couple of times and just meditate on it. Keep and protect me, O God, for in you I have found refuge, and in you do I put my trust and hide myself. I say to the Lord, you are my Lord. I have no good beside or beyond you. Okay? This is David speaking. David had a lot of gold. David was a prosperous man, and God gave it to him. All right? I say to the Lord, you are my Lord. I have no good beside or beyond you. As for the godly who are in the land, they are the excellent, the noble, and the glorious, in whom is all my delight. 
I want God's people. I want the godly to be excellent, noble, and glorious. And we need to delight in them. Not, you know, people who revel and who, who find their, trip, their, their joy in, in their wickedness and, you know, blow their filth all over the earth with their, with their videos. Okay, so not that. I want the godly, the excellent, the noble, the glorious to be my delight. We, we will see God's people prosper. We'll see God's people stand in true righteousness and in true prosperity. Verse 4. Their sorrows shall be multiplied who choose another God. Their drink offerings of blood will I not offer nor take their names upon my lips. The Lord is my chosen and assigned portion, my cup. You hold and maintain my lot. The lines have fallen for me in pleasant places. Yes, I have a good heritage. Man, we can be content in, this, in what God has allotted for us. He is our allotted portion. Yes, man, we can be content in it. There's so much good in it. You don't have to go yourself and search for anything outside of him. There's nothing good outside of him. Verse 7, I will bless the Lord who has given me counsel. Yes, my heart instructs me in the night seasons. I've set the Lord continually before me because he is at my right hand. I shall not be moved. Therefore, my heart is glad and my glory, my inner self rejoices. My body too shall rest and confidently dwell in safety. For you will not abandon me to Sheol, the place of the dead. Neither will you suffer your Holy One to see corruption. You will show me the path of life. In your presence is fullness of joy. At your right hand, there are pleasures forevermore. All right, man, pleasures forevermore at the right hand of God. So bless you. Thank you for listening and thank you for watching. Hi, Rob. Hello, Ma. Lekker om te zien. And hi, Janine. And hi, Erin. And hi, hello, Liffy. It's good to see all of you. So be blessed. Hope you have an amazing day. Send us an email. And uh, we'll see you again tomorrow morning at 9. Have an awesome day.